0: What's going on everybody, it's your buddy, it's your Pals Pass Phoenix, the YWC Reality Shag, and this is your 2021 Impact Emergence Preview. First uh, video you're going to get from me on a Friday, if you're watching this on the Friday when it comes out, which I hope you are, because this is happening Friday night. You will get this preview, you will get the preview for SummerSlam that Jake and I have already done, and you will get, by the time Friday rolls around, you will get the uh, preview for TakeOver as well. So a big loaded Friday morning of content for you on this channel if that's what you're into. Obviously, there's also going to be a review of Rampage. G I wonder who's going to show up there. And I'm going to put out another episode of NXT Rewind for those of you interested on Sunday. Lots to talk about. Lots to, uh, lots to dig into. Especially if you're me because I am going to a show, I'm going to Destiny's Summer Heat show, which is a lot of fun for me, it doesn't do much for you guys watching me, but just uh, my two cents from my own point of view, I'm going to a show for the first time since COVID, which is going to be a lot of fun, how does that tie into this show, I I hear you asking, I hear you way way in the back, I know you're saying it very quietly, but I can still hear you because it's magic like that, I will tell you momentarily, now... Impact, Emergence, on a Friday, competing with SmackDown and Rampage, and that that's not going to bode well for them at all. Plus, it's one of their Impact Plus shows, which is, I guess, their version of a B show, right? Because, realistically speaking, they're building towards Bound for Glory, which is supposedly... It's being pushed as the big, like, let's bring all the companies together show, isn't it? Like, AAA and IWGP and AEW and Impact and all that sort of thing. It's very cool... When you talk about the all the open door stuff, and I know open door has become a cliche now, you figure the ones spearheading that, or the ones that act like they're spearheading that, are AEW. So you figure all out would be the uh, would be the big bring everybody together pay per view, but it's not. It seems like very quietly that duty is going to bound for glory, which I think is really cool because Impact, as much as As much as you guys know, I'm dipping my toe back into that uh, as and when I can. It's very interesting to have the company that I would love to have a bigger spotlight. I would love to see them in an actual building rather than whatever studio they're in right now. Because they kind of look like NXT UK right now. And I hate saying that because there's some good shit going on. Um, So that, hopefully, later on down the line, uh, as a bigger show. I forget where it's happening. Somebody tell me down in the box below. But we know... uh, Bound for Glory was announced, they threw up all the different company logos, and uh, I think they're getting a bigger crowd for that, or at least I hope they are, because all they did when they said, oh, Slammiversary is when crowds are coming back, they just brought some people into their studios, which doesn't really work. Now, I'm going off of Wikipedia, first of all, I should say, I'm recording this on Wednesday, I just finished watching... uh, I just finished watching Dynamite, so I haven't seen this week's episode of Impact, even though I'm going to briefly talk about one of the spoilers from that show, which isn't a spoiler, because you guys are listening to this on Friday. It's fine. I'll get there eventually. Um, But I haven't seen um, this week's episode of Impact, and I haven't been able to obviously follow social media if they add anything at the last minute. Five matches on the show, which isn't too bad. You know, get in, uh, get your wrestling and get out. I will say on a personal note, it is a little bit of a bummer that there are no women's matches on this card, and I'm not just, I'm not just being, like, super SJW, but, I mean, realistically speaking, there, there are a lot of good women, and a lot of interesting women, and there's a lot of the freaky deaky characters that I like, the, the Sue Youngs, and the Havocs, and the Rosemarys, and all that sort of thing, but, um, I like their women's champion right now, Deanna Purrazzo's awesome, um, I've I've liked Deanna Purrazzo since she was a guest interview person on the Taz show. Gimmick hat and all that sort of thing. I also, to the surprise of absolutely nobody, like the female half of DK, who are currently the Impact knockout tag team champions. Now, let's get all that terminology right. So unless they have a surprise match on the night, which is fine, um, that's a bit of a bummer. Now, I don't want to speculate... It could be because they're focusing Diana Perazzo on her match with Molina at Mickey James's bullshit feminist pay-per-view. Then we'll leave that aside. I will not be previewing that pay-per-view. I probably will not be watching that pay-per-view because obnoxiousness is obnoxious. And I love, I love, I I, I give AEW a lot of credit and and impact a lot of credit. And I really am a fan and have some genuine respect for Mickey James, but. I cannot, I cannot, without laughing a lot, take it seriously when they try to act like they're the first all-women's show, when, on the grand scheme of things, there are female promotions, there are entire female companies out there, and also, Evolution was a thing. Oh yes, and probably we're getting Queen of the Ring, which isn't going to be full of all kinds of rhetoric and propaganda, not at all. So, that's it. And if so, if that's the reason... I, I mean, don't get me wrong. Deanna Purrazzo and Melina are going to have a hell of a match. I'm sure Mickey James herself will put on a great show and probably put herself in the headlining match, which is fine, wouldn't we all? Um, but it if that's the reason that there's no women's matches on tonight's card, then, then I, I will say, quite honestly, that's a little bit of a bummer. Because Impact has a, a great women's division. Uh, the women's division, actually, across the board, are getting there. I mean... AEW, to their credit, is having a big turnaround as far as their women's division goes. Obviously, they put the title on who the who should have been carrying the title for a while now, and that changes up a lot of things. There's speculation as to who may or may not be coming there. Impact was always just sort of quietly good. Uh, WWE, even though they don't know what to do with it, have a great women's roster, and NXT is NXT. You know where my biases are, even though that's really, really hard right now. So let's talk about the five matches on the card. Let's start for, first of all, uh, with the one I have at least talk about is Petey Williams versus Steve Macklin. And really, realistically, all I have to say is glad that Steve uh, Steve Macklin, the former Steve Cutler, got himself a job, and I really like Petey Williams. Uh, I don't know if he's a hometown boy, but he's definitely a home country boy. He's got the Canadian Destroyer, which is always gonna be a thing. I like that his entrance music is literally a remix of our national anthem. That's pretty cool. This is going to be, and I, I hate to damn it with faint praise, this is going to be a solid match. And I wish I had more to say about that, That, but I don't. Steve Macklin's just kind of a dick who's fucking with people, and there are a couple of characters like that in Impact, and I don't really know what to say about that. Um, pretty sure P.D. Williams is going to put Steve Macklin over as like the newer, just-come-to-the-company-badass character, but I would love to, you know, my biases being what they are, and P.D. Williams basically being... A walking Canadian flag. I, w- I would love to see Petey Williams get the win. I don't think it's going to happen. Now, you want to talk about a walking Canadian flag? And here's where my biases come in really hard. And here's where you literally, literally, literally look, grab it, grab your Spaz Phoenix bucket list because we're going to talk about Josh Alexander. Josh Alexander, who's taking on Jake Something at uh, at the uh, at the pay per view for the for the X Division championship, which is awesome, I think Josh Alexander with the X-Division championship is the full illustration of what they tried to tell us for so long, they tried to break it away from, it's not just our version of the cruiserweight division, it's, you know, it's not about weight limits, it's about no limits, and when you see Josh Alexander, who is, like, the total package as a wrestler, let's be real, uh, all the stuff that he did in the Ultimate X-Match at Slammiversary is a prime example of that, you know, ankle locks in midair, hanging from cables and shit like that, um... It may, it may, it underscores the fact that it's anything but a cruiserweight division. So as much as it's doing him something to walk around with a belt around his waist, and you know when you have when you have the trophy, when you have the you know people say it's a prop, which is really disrespectful. But when you have the trophy, when you have the accolade, um, it's it obviously makes you somebody worth looking at. But it also Josh Alexander holding that belt also makes that belt worth looking at. And why do I say that? Why do I say that? Because I'm very, very used to seeing Josh Alexander walk around with another belt. The world title of Destiny Wrestling. Oh, yes, say it loud, say it proud. Check it off the entire Spaz Phoenix Bucket list. I'm going to talk about Destiny Wrestling for a second because here's the problem. Here's the problem that I have with this match. I've seen Josh Alexander at Destiny. I've even seen, I think maybe once or twice. I've seen Jake Something up close and in person at Destiny Wrestling, and up close and in person, I will tell you, Jake Something is terrifying. Um, like you talk about, like you know, all the typical wrestling cliches. Oh, you walk by him and he's the walking wall. Well, he is. Like that's 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 no bullshit. But Josh Alexander is walking around Impact Wrestling with our world title, and. Not only is he walking around Destiny Wrestling with our world title, he's got a title defense on Sunday at the show that I'm going to, which is Summer Heat. Now, how does that tie back into this show? First of all, because he's facing somebody from Impact, he's facing somebody related to the guy that he's facing on Friday. He's facing Jake something on Friday, and then he's facing Diener on uh, on the Summer Heat show. And here's the thing, Cody Diener has the, uh, has the association with Violent by Design, Violent by Design is a group that I like, it, it gives them an inbuilt character, it gives them an inbuilt place in my brain as a wrestling fan when I'm trying to put together what can happen, what can happen, what can happen, so, and plus the biases that, that I'm gonna be there, like, let's pretend that's not a factor as well, Jake Something is a gigantic dude, gigantic powerhouse, big mountain to climb and all that sort of thing, I don't, know what this match is going to look like. I have I have no doubt in my mind that Josh Alexander is going to successfully defend both of his titles this weekend, but specifically the X Division Championship here. Um, I really would like to see Josh Al- Alexander cash in option C sooner than later. Um, I would have loved to see him cash in option C on Kenny Omega after the couple of backstage interactions that they had, but... Kenny Omega's not the Impact champion anymore, is he? So, toss it up to Christian Cage. Josh Alexander versus Christian Cage would be a really fun match for me. I don't know. I don't, all, all Canadian uh, Impact Wrestling Championship thingamabob. Um, I think it's going to be a great match. I It goes without saying, these guys are going to smack the living fuck out of each other, which is going to be a lot of fun. There's nothing in this match that convinces me that Jake Something's going to win. Josh Alexander walks away with the uh, the Impact Wrestling X Division Championship. Uh, spit it out, Spaz. It's a video. It's not that hard. Uh, and and that's fine. He's got like Josh Alexander has star written all over him. Jake Something suffers from a little bit of the Kane Syndrome, a little bit of the Christian within WWE system, is like, you know, for a while there he was Cousin Jake, so his defining persona thing was, hey, I'm related to so-and-so. Um, now, he's broken away from that, he's done the Jake something thing, and people can't help but uh, point out what a weird name that is. I I like watching what he does in the ring, I don't think he's going to become the X Division Champion, I do think these guys are going to beat the fuck out of each other, and we carry on to the triple threat match for the Impact World Tag Team Championships, currently held by the Good Brothers, uh, Doc Gallows and Carl Anderson. Now, this is a hard one for me, not because, you know, oh, who do I vote for, who do I vote for, because they're taking on Rich Swann and Willie Mack, and they're taking on Violent by Design. And we don't know what iteration of Violent by Design, unless they announce it, on the show on Thursday that I currently haven't watched, uh, but it's some combination of Eric Young, Diener, Joe Doring, or Rhino. Um, I like the Violent by Design thing, the crazy bunch of guys that don't give a fuck and really aren't trying to be any one specific character, they're just gonna come down, they're gonna inflict some violence and leave, hence the name Violent by Design. Um... I would really love them to pick up the titles actually cuz a an unhinged team like theirs defending like defending their their tag team titles with sort of a freebird rule or a new day rule where you never know whether you're getting Eric Young, Deaner, Joe Doring or Rhino. Now, I've heard rumors that Rhino was excommunicated from the group on Thursday on the show that I haven't seen yet. If that's true, it still works the 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 comparison the uh the, uh, Freebird thing, the New Day thing works, it works even better, because that brings it down to a, down to a three-person group, and that's fine, Rich Swann and Millie Mac are two fun characters, but they're two fun characters that I'm sure are gonna have more successes as individual fun characters, if that makes sense, and the Good Brothers, I don't really know, because the Good Brothers have one foot, like, I know that they are, I, are, I'm pretty sure, anyway, somebody can correct me, because it's, it's getting really, really muddy, um, I believe technically the Good Brothers are still contracted impact wrestlers, right? But they've got one foot in Impact, one foot in AEW, and I believe they've got something going on with the Gorillas of Destiny. Is that that's that's New Japan, right? I'm stepping into areas that I don't know. Somebody's gonna correct me down in the box box below, that's fine. Now, the Good Brothers have gone on and defended those titles on shows that aren't Impact, like they've defended them on Dynamite a couple weeks ago against the Dark Order and all that sort of thing. So when the decision is being made, who's going to carry those championships? Uh, I think like the outside things are gonna are, are gonna interact with that. I don't see them taking the titles off the Good Brothers. But if you want to give me a nice, pleasant surprise to set off my Friday Impact, throw those titles back on Violent by Design. Don't I don't see it happening, but it is what it is. And please understand. It's not any shade on Rich Swan or, or, or Willie Mac. Uh, Willie Mack's a lot of fun. Rich Swan, uh, I liked in WWE. I've also seen him. I actually saw Rich Swan face Josh Alexander for that Destiny Championship. Check it out for Smash Phoenix bucket list uh, at a Destiny show as well. Uh, I got a lot of time for Rich Swan. You know the cruiserweight, uh, the cruiserweight uh, tournament, and then. Uh, was he on 205 Live, or did they bring him over to uh, NXT? It's all blurring together now. Anyways, I like the guy. I like I like his vibe. I like the energy that he brings to the ring. A, a lot of that stuff. Willie Mack, like I say, I'm not as familiar. I'm getting familiar, but he's a fun guy to watch as well. This, I should say as well, this match is the match that we got at Slamversary, minus the team of... Uh, oh, who was it? No Way But Not Jose and uh, Falaba. I... I'm not gonna lie, and maybe I'm late to the train on this one uh, because I, as I say, just picking up impact uh, over the past year or so. I really like Falabaugh. Fallaba is good times. Putting in with No Way Jose. No Way Jose is also uh, making a guest appearance at the show that I'm going to on Sunday. So you see how all these all these things are tying together. I don't know. There's one match announced for that show. And it's Diener versus uh, Josh Alexander for the for the Destiny Championship. It's going to be good. Can you tell I'm excited? I, I don't want to throw any shade on this show because it is worth talking about. They're tied to other companies that are doing other cool things. But can you tell i'm excited to be going back to a show as well um what are we doing what are we doing fatal four-way or what do they calling they're just calling it a four-way it's not even fatal even though it's got sammy callahan in it go figure that um fatal four- i don't i'm talking bullshit now um fatal four-way number one contendership match for the impact world championship now as much as i'm looking forward to this match because the makeup of this match is awesome The fact that you've got a number one contenders match on this card, and you've kept two of your championships, the women's and the women's tag, off the show, it does kind of underscore my point a little bit, because if you keep your titles to the weekly shows and have a number one contendership on the pay-per-view, it does indicate a little bit of a slide in priorities, again, I say... Um their women's division is fun. I like who their champions are right now. I wish they were on the card. But Chris Sabin, Sammy Callahan, Ace Austin and Moose. Ace Austin is there to get his head slapped off his shoulders. He's uh I don't want to say he's the miz in this scenario, but he's playing that type of role. Chris Sabin is sort of along with Eddie Edwards. Somebody tell me if they think I'm wrong on this one. They're taking over the old AJ Styles roles in the in in the sense of we are the impact guys. We are the, you know, the locker room leaders. If somebody's doing something that makes the whole brand look bad, we're gonna take them out. We are the ones that want to go out there. Like AJ Styles back in the day would have been just as happy with you chanting TNA as as you as he would have been to you chanting AJ Styles. And he he wore the, he wore the company like a banner and, and did it in the right way and did it in, in the very very cool way, right? Uh, I think your your Chris Sabins and your uh, and your Eddie Edwards type characters are doing that now, and I think that's really cool. I also don't think it's going to get them in very many title scenarios. Just realize right now by looking at the card, Eddie Edwards isn't even on this show. That's a bummer. I get that it's a smaller show. There's less matches, etc. But Chris Saban, Sam Callahan, Ace Austin, and Moose. Now. I personally, am, w- with respect to Chris Sabin, I'm going to swing my vote towards Sam McCallaghan, because Sam McCallaghan's a lot of fun. But realistically, Moose is—he should go in there and like step on all of them. So, and then also you got to figure out what the what the uh, combinations are going to be. If you're if you're looking at Christian Cage, do I want to see Christian Cage versus Ace Austin? Yes, because I think you'd make Ace Austin look like a million bucks. Do I want to see him take on Moose? Yes, because I think he would do a good job of being thrown around by Moose so that Moose can have the big superstar aura that he's got right now. Sammy Callahan, uh, if you want to harken back to Christian's history and do some TLC adjacent stuff with Sammy Callahan, I think that would be good. Chris Sabin and Christian Cage, like, forget about the title for a second. Just tell me on a weekly episode of Impact, let alone on a pay per view, that I'm going to get Christian Cage versus Chris Sabin that's a, that's a solid match right there, like, as far as your, your Impact Wrestling slash TNA history, I'm gonna go with Sam Callahan just cause Sam McCallaghan's a lot, of, a lot of fun, and, uh, he's kinda crazy, and if you haven't figured it out by now, I kinda like the crazy guys, now, why am I making all those comparisons to Christian Cage, why am I saying Chris Sabin versus Christian Cage, Sam McCallaghan versus Christian Cage, Ace Austin versus Christian Cage, or Moose versus Christian Cage, why am I saying that, why am I saying it all like that, why am I leaning all one way, because ladies and gentlemen, Boys and girls, children of all ages, there is zero chance that Brian Myers is beating Christian Cage for the Impact Championship. Now, this is a very cool, this is a very cool first, first, uh, first shot out the gate, I guess you could say, for Christian in front, performing in front of the Impact crowd. Because let's be real, like everybody's all happy about the open door and whatever, but like if you are somebody out there in that in that rare sliver down the middle that likes impact but doesn't like AEW for some reason and you could be out there you could be shrugging your shoulders and a bit frustrated that this guy from the other company won your company's title on the show hosted by the other company like that's I doubt that there's very many people that think like that and I doubt that uh anybody is that territorial around impact these days remember back in the day remember back in the day when TNA was going to take out WWE remember those days um you had that back then kind of like you do with AEW now um I don't think you have that people that are being that tribal about impact wrestling but Christian Cage still does have to make his his first title match in the company that he carries the title for now, the other thing that I heard and I'm going to touch on it here and I do really like it apparently, Christian Cage went out on this week's episode of Impact with the two belts which is signified as the actual Impact title and the sort of pretend relic uh, TNA title that Moose had carried around for so long and it was sort of like meant to be like the undisputed Impact champion and all that sort of thing which I I liked for a time WWE did a similar thing but you had to really bring it back to, okay, this is the gold um so apparently he defunct the t n a belt which uh which some people will like and some people will don't um putting them face to face or side by side, whatever, the old t n a belt is a better belt. I made the comparison before that putting the old t n a belt against the current impact belt. Uh, is like putting a current WWE title uh, up against the WCW Big Gold Belt, like one obviously looks more prestigious, but at the same time, Impact made the decision a long time ago, if you look at all their titles, they went a very certain way with their, with the look, with the look of the titles, with the look of the show, etc., and as far as that goes, that Impact title is the modern, it is the 2021 representation of that company, so you kind of where I normally wouldn't say this, you have to get over which title looks better and go with which title means more. Now I made the joke on on Rampage. First of all, I should say I should have started this out with how good was the Christian Cage versus Kenny Omega match on Rampage last week? And gee, I wonder what's happening tonight on Rampage. I heard some punk named Phil is going to show up, and not much else is happening. Oh, Kira Hogan! Kira Hogan of Impact fame is wrestling Jade Cargill tonight on Rampage. That'll be interesting. I care about one of them. Um, But yeah, no, that was a cool match and all that sort of thing. And it was cool visual for me anyways, and I said this on the night. um, Even though they signify one title, they are two belts. So technically, Christian Cage took away half of Kenny Omega's belts. Now apparently, Kenny Omega went to AAA to uh, to face Andrade El Idolo for the AAA title. Now, I'm, this is all hearsay. Again, this is very much in that. Please correct me down in the box below if I'm wrong. Um, A, Ric Flair came out uh, to accompany Andrade to the ring, which I think is really cool. You know, Ric Flair in amongst all the releases, etc. But also, apparently, AEW vetoed the idea of Andrade beating... Omega. So Omega still technically has two titles, but Christian Cage still technically took two of his four belts. So he took him took half of his gold away. Christian Cage coming out with that one solid, solidified, unquestioned like this is the belt belt, and taking on Brian Myers is is really good. And Brian Myers, compared to uh, oh, Kurt Hawkins was was his name in in WWE, wasn't it? leaps and bounds from there, he's, he's shown himself to be an absolute jackass, he's got the other little trainee guy that's always, that's always sort of swarming around him and he treats him like shit, it's kind of like a Ms. Alex Riley situation, that all works, it really does, I mean Zack Ryder's off doing deathmatch things, so I really, and his crazy girlfriend's working with him in Impact now, so that's, everybody's having a good time, Sammy Guevara got engaged on Dynamite and somebody else, who's having, oh, who's having a kid, Candice LeRae's having a kid, I'm sorry, I'm having a hyper night. There's lots of fun things happening in wrestling. Here's the other thing that I love about this. You know, I want to talk about connections that aren't really there. Christian, always in the shadow of Edge in WWE. Not saying anything bad. Edge is awesome. Christian was his partner. Like, Undertaker's Kane. I I made I made the comparison earlier. When Edge and Christian broke up, and Edge, became a, and Edge became a heel and got himself some Stooges, who were those Stooges? They were Zack Ryder and Kurt Hawkins, or Matt Cardona and Brian Myers. So even though Edge is not in impact, there is a an Edge connection between these two guys, And not that that'll ever be touched on in Impact, because why would they name drop somebody that's not in the company? And especially, why would you name drop somebody that's in big, bad WWE? But I do like that. I do enjoy that there is a connection there as well. Christian Cage absolutely defending that title, absolutely going to maintain that championship so that the match at All Out will be boosted up even a little bit more by the fact that it is now champion versus champion. And who knows, by then, uh, maybe uh, Kenny the Beta has dropped the... Triple A Omega title to, I don't know, fucking Ray Phoenix or somebody. I don't know. Um, but this is good. There's like, even if you don't like everything that's happening on this card, I can sort of use this card to talk about a lot of other stuff that's happening in wrestling. I definitely used this card to talk about the show that I'm going to be at at Destiny on Sunday. So excuse me my indulgences. But yeah, like I say, um, Either Sammy Callahan or Chris Saban are going to win the number one contendership. Petey Williams is going to probably make Steve Macklin look like a million bucks. Josh Alexander is going to climb the mountain that is Jake something. The Good Brothers are probably going to retain their tag titles. Christian Cage is going to do what he does against Brian Myers. And we're probably going to call it a night if they come along either on the kickoff or... uh, or sometime over the later portion of the week and go on social media and announce maybe a cursory challenger for Diana Perrazzo or maybe an exhibition match for the the Ladies of Decay. Uh, That won't hurt my feelings in the slightest. Don't know when I'm catching this show because I will be... Uh, watching SmackDown, I will be watching Rampage to give you guys a review of that show. Cause God knows who could possibly be showing up on that show. I hope you guys really enjoyed this. As I've uh, as I've gotten back into the Impact swing of things, I don't really. I don't really have an idea of how many people are actually paying attention to the impact stuff so if you like that I'm sort of trying to dip my dip my feet back in the impact pool uh, please let me know down below if if that's the case I'll, I'll continue to do it as I said before probably still not going to do the weekly shows or anything like that unless something super major happens and then I'll probably just react to that thing like if CM Punk doesn't show up at Rampage and show up, shows up on impact instead better believe I'll be doing a video better believe Everybody and their mother will be doing a video. Hell, even Michael Sidgwick from What Culture might do a video. You know, you never know. Um that's it. That's all. It's going to be a fun show. Uh, as I say, if you're listening to this right now, watching this right now on Friday morning, please stay tuned. You will get a SummerSlam preview. You will get a TakeOver preview. You will get a Rampage review. You will get an episode of NXT Rewind. It's going to be a very, very, very stacked weekend, so I hope you guys will forgive me that there's no NXT review this week, but let's be real. NXT this week, even from me, even from the bias, NXT guy, wasn't that great let's let's look forward to emergence let's look forward to a hell of a weekend and uh yeah i'm literally running out of breath and my face is really really hot because that's what happens when i get excited about wrestling or anything and the fan is on the other side of the door because i'm an idiot i've been spaz your ywc reality check subscribe up there talk down there start a conversation keep all these conversations going don't be a stranger i will talk to each and every last one of you later but for right now i am tagging out bye guys